lost. He looks like a lost soul. Right? He gets out there, hey, hey, hi, ho. Oh. But you know what? He's a nice guy. I agree to do a show. And because I guess I was running at that time, I think I was running. It was, he got tremendous ratings on that show. Killed everybody, right? He should be thankful. He shouldn't be upset and angry. When you apologize because you've got somebody else that didn't go on the other shows, you know? So I go on the show, I agree, do whatever you want with my hair, go ahead, let's go. And, he did, and that was it, you walk off, like, what is it, a year and a half, two years later, he's now apologizing because he humanized me. Before we begin, I just want to give a shout out to our show's number one fan, the President of the United States. <laughs> As you, <laughs> as you may have heard, the President of the United States went after me on Twitter. So, Melania, if you're watching, I don't think your anti-bullying campaign is working. Yeah, sure. So, right. but boy, I didn't realize he talked about it in his rally also. Uh, Jimmy seems like a nice guy, but he looks lost out there and basically calling him a coward for backing down. So the only late-night host who doesn't spend every night in partisan shots at you, you now are calling weak and clueless. I, I just, I don't see the, I don't see the strategy there. Whatever happened to the high road, Jack? I just don't see the strategy there. Part you know, of being on the high road is you don't punch down. That's the one thing about Trump, and I know some of you like it, but man, if, if there's like an eight-year-old kid says something critical about Trump, he'll go on a Twitter tirade for a day and a half against the eight-year-old. Yeah, how long did he spend on that? It was over a minute, right, Sean, the clip from the rally yesterday? Oh, there's two separate one-minute clips that we have, and there was a lot in between. Like, he <laughs> so spent about several... Fallon? About Jimmy yeah, Fallon, yeah. yeah. So, so why is he talking about it at all, let alone for several minutes at a rally to try to get some senator reelected. Well, it's crazy entertaining because the crowd reacts. True, to it. that's true. He does understand yeah. what's entertaining, but yeah. just the only guy that wasn't killing you every night. You know, Fallon's got people in his ear saying, "Look, Colbert is overtaking us in the ratings. You got to go political. You got to go after Trump. That's where the audience is." And he's saying, "No, no, I want Johnny Carson. I want to do it the way Jay Leno did it." Right. And now the Trump Trump is calling him clueless and a coward. <laughs> Oh, well, we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, interesting. So the whole tone thing. You had the infamous Red Hen incident where Sarah Sanders uh, was was hounded out of a little restaurant in Virginia. Turns out, if you didn't hear this update, uh, she and her husband went home or to the hotel, um, and uh, the rest of her party said, well, we're still hungry. Let's go eat somewhere. And the owner and a couple other employees followed them across town and hounded them in the next place they tried to eat. The owner did. Yeah, so That's the idea crazy. That, that she quietly and, and, and in a classy way said, I'm sorry, I just can't have you, blah, blah, blah. No, no, she's a lunatic. And we have a really good description from that town of what's going on from a listener there uh, that we will get to eventually. But first, some of the super heavyweight back and forth. So then the half-wit, the idiot, Maxine Waters... Who is a congressman from... Well, she's a woman, Jack. <laughs> uh, she's a, a congress gal from uh, L.A. And They're all uh, congressmen to me. Yes. Well, she, uh, you, you, uh, you don't want women to vote, much less serve in Congress. Mm. But uh, she is a, uh, a race-baiting, far-left, rabble-rouser, uh, you know, dope, in my opinion. Who's been reelected many times, and that's what her constituents want. Exactly right, yeah. So uh, she, uh, having witnessed this, and, and also the screeching at Christian Nielsen, 
who was just trying to enjoy some nice tacos in a Mexican place and was hounded out of that restaurant. She's in support of it, Maxine Waters. Do we have Maxine? Maxine Waters clip. From that cabinet, in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome. So anybody who works for the Trump administration is not welcome in a grocery store. It's not welcome in a gas station. A gasoline station. It's not welcome in a shopping mall, etc., which is obviously, that would usher in an era of political horror in the United States. It'd be weird. In which people, in which it, we became like a unstable Middle Eastern country. We'd be like Egypt. We would have whippings in Tahrir Square and sexual assaults of reporters and the rest of it if all of our political activity is a swirling, angry mob whenever a, a leader shows up in public. It's an absolutely abhorrent thing to say. And uh, to their credit, uh, some of the Democratic leadership uh, pushed back on that. We have Charles uh, Schumer, uh, liar in New York, uh, who, who, again, to his credit, said something very civilized. But no one should call for the harassment of political opponents. That's not right. That's not American. And, oh, you know, yeah, okay. And, and he, he had a longer screed. I'm not sure we have the time or interest in it anyway, but that's fine. Um, and Nancy Pelosi said something about it. Uh, but then I found this great, and then we can discuss. This is a gal. What's this gal's name on CNN, Sean? Uh, she was a guest on the show. I didn't grab her name. Done, man. All right. So uh, this is a commentator on CNN who uh, thinks Maxine Waters is absolutely right. There is something to be said about that the folks calling for civility might need to check their privilege. And so where is the civility in the press briefing room, Jake? Where is the civility at the border for these children? And so I, this conversation about civility is completely one-sided and skewed. All mm. right. You know, cable news. Cable news. Uh, former, former Bernie spokesperson Simone Sanders. I remember her. Fabulous. So, uh, is everybody in the Northeast named Sanders? What's going on there? So, it's white privilege to ask for civility, which is essentially civilization. Uh, That's where we are. On the other hand, I can't even even fake outrage at what some nut job said on cable news, because we know how that works. You get people on, they're told to say something outrageous. And or they show up to the studio and are told which side of the issue they're going to shout about and whatever. It's just, it's ugly. It's ugly. It's already too ugly. You know, my. do you remember my candidates in the last election? you remember what I was rooting for? Yeah, and you've gotten it. Chaos and ugliness. Yeah. but In fact, so- I was doing sounded- laundry the other day and I found the t-shirt somebody made for me. <laughs> it sounded more fun when you were saying that than it has turned out to be. <laughs> it was more a prediction than a wish, Jack. I was trying to prepare you for what was to come, could I, because I could see it. So we got this note from uh, Jack, uh, who uh, lives, uh, goes to college, actually, in Lexington, Virginia, which is where, essentially, um, well, it's, it's virtually where the red hen is. And he said, I'll just read the note. Uh, he's a, a college student. I go to college in Lexington, Virginia. I walk past the restaurant, the red hen, Sarah Huckabee Sanders debacle uh, place, uh, nearly every day. I've eaten there once. It was probably the best restaurant meal of my life, which nearly justified the $100 for two people cost. 
Uh, Lexington is a tiny town of about 6,000 that is renowned for its two colleges and its hospitality. The most attention the area ever gets is for debates over our historical ties to the Confederacy and our wild party scene. The new incident and all the attention has turned a town with a strong tradition of intellectual diversity and discourse completely on its head. It's as if someone flipped on the tribalism switch and the line in the sand is where you stand on this stupid incident. This paragraph is great, by the way. You know, if you're multitasking or something, I urge you to uh, to listen. He says it's flipped the tribalism switch. I can't tell you how many times some of my liberal friends have offered a justification for the owner's actions with the phrase, quote, standing up to fascism in the government. On the other hand, conservatives have been calling for a boycott with the purpose of simply antagonizing and scoring a win against the SJW snowflakes. On top of that, Internet randos have been clogging all the local businesses with bad reviews and Nazi or commie crap. (laughs) No one seems to care about the implications of what comes next in terms of civility because everyone is too concerned with striking a blow for their side. How are we supposed to de-escalate the animosity? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know, but I don't think it'll get any better. Anyway, bottom line is that we are screwed. Well, young man, you have today become a man. Because you have realized we are screwed. You're quite right. Um, anyway, he, he says, uh, Joe, next time you're in the D.C. area, which won't be long, as my daughter goes to school in that area, and want to party with a group of fellow gin lovers, head southwest a couple hours. Fraternity door is always open. So go down and swig gin with a bunch of frat boys in Virginia. Sounds like a big time. I'm on my way, Jack. Um, hey, find me a couch I can crash on. <laughs> God, you when know, was the last time I crashed on a couch? It was quite a while ago. You know, he and uh, a lot of us, I think, have the assumption that the the people that write and speak the way he just did will win the day. And it's Wrong! and it's unfortunate that we have to watch these <laughs> these people act the way they're acting. But right. you know, a lot of times the the people want to have uh, intellectual, calm conversations about stuff get uh, run out of town literally on a rail or put to the guillotine or whatever. Uh, here's a, an experiment Jack could do in one of his poli sci classes: assemble a howling mob, and then have a single voice of reason, and see how the voice of reason does against the howling mob. That might be instructive. That's unfortunate. I'm telling you. So the, all the businesses—they're either commies or Nazis. Exactly. Yeah. Nazi Germany. And and I thought it was beautiful, and and it's so true. And this is, by the way, this gets back to. A broader theme and an important one and a uh, slightly more, well, politically relevant theme. The motivating people to simply strike back in the name of their side, just to try to land a blow on the other sons of bitches. That's exactly what the Washington Post and New York Times have been talking about with the Maxine Waters, anti-Sarah Huckabee, um, uh, Robert De Niro thing and the just the reflexive tribal Trump sucks, F Trump, we hate Trump, anybody who votes for him is a Nazi. You, there is no persuasion there. There's not even an effort at it. There are no ideas there. All there is is tribalism and shaming. And I guess sometimes shaming's a good thing. You need to shame people. Um, yeah, I'm concerned that the people who think ideas are going to win the day are, uh, are uh, living in dreamland. So what should a person like that do? I don't know, come up with more clever chants? I, I don't know. I don't like that plan. <laughs> give, give away novelty items at rallies? I don't, what, do you, what do you suggest? Uh, or, no, honestly, my I'll answer my own question. I think 
It's to be aware of of what's happening. Be cognizant of how this is getting whipped up around you, and better better not wait to start calling for everybody to calm down in civility. And Chuck Schumer needs to, well, see, I was going to say, oh, my God, here's one for you lefties. You're going to love this one. I was going to say, if I were a less honest man, I wouldn't finish the sentence. Chuck Schumer needs to sit down with Donald Trump, and they both need to look at the camera and say, hey, look, this has gone too far. Problem with that is Trump would never do it because Trump is a puncher and a, and a down puncher and uncivil and, and a street brawler and the rest of it. Or if Trump and uh, Barack Obama sat down. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd that would, be I think, good. And I think that would be really good for the country, but Trump won't do it. No, no. And politically, I don't think it would be, well, ultimately it'd be a good move. But short term, I don't think it would be a good move. You know, this and the, the Harley thing, and it just it keeps getting more and more interesting to me. I don't know whether this is going to end in glory or disaster. Not, it's no longer, to me anyway, interesting good. <laughs> It's it's interesting it's coming apart and maybe can't be put back together in the country my kids are going to grow up in. Yes, that is something to be concerned about. And uh, I don't know, Sean said yesterday he thinks when Trump's gone that, you know, that's the end of it. I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't think so, so it depends. Yeah, yeah, the tide could recede. I don't, I don't know. That's my point. I have no idea where this is going. I'm not sure anybody who's not kind of Trump-like can get elected anymore. So, uh, playing that game, I don't know. I don't know. What's your thoughts? Text line 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. We've got a bunch of different things to talk about. We don't have to. This no dating policy they got at Intel caught a CEO, and I guess it's uh, popular in a lot of companies now, where you're not allowed to date at all with anybody you work with. That seems like a crazy idea. Our relationships are above the waistline here at Intel. Stay here. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So another Supreme Court decision out today, a 5-4 ruling again. Breaking news, Michael. Bray King News. Trump versus Hawaii. Aloha, all ships at sea. Is that why we have a news donkey? Bray King News? Yes. Okay. I never understood that. No. 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 Not really. No, we, we decided to come up with... We decided to come up with a sound to indicate there was breaking news, and then the uh, the play on words occurred to me subsequently. <laughs> okay. Right. Anyway, back to the breaking news. Yes, you'd think we'd have gotten to that by now. Ah, whatever. Travel ban is okayed by the court. The lower court's banning of the travel ban has been banned, reversed, and remanded. Get the hell out of so here. So the highest court we got, you can't go any higher than this. No, sir. Five to four, grant you. No, oh, no. But has decided what a lot of cable news pundits told us was just an awful impeachable overreach by the president. Well, and I tried to tell you it was it's it's clearly within the statute what well, he did was okay. Yes, Breyer dissented, joined by Kagan. Sotomayor dissents, joined by Ginsburg. Uh, Trump versus Hawaii court says that the language of the INA that was the uh, 
the uh, the, the, what does that stand for again? Well, it's it's the the, the National Basketball Association. Immigration Naturalization Act is clear, and the proclamation does not exceed any textual limit on the president's authority. Court says proclamation is squarely within the scope of presidential authority under the INA. Addresses the issue of the president's statements on excluding Muslims from the U.S. Says, quote, the issue before us is not whether to denounce the statements. It is instead the significance of those statements in reviewing a presidential directive, neutral on its face, addressing a matter within the core of executive responsibility. Court says it will look beyond the face of the proclamations to consider the plaintiff's, the plaintiff's extrinsic evidence about the president's motivations, quote, but will with but will uphold a policy so long as it can reasonably understood be understood to result from a justification independent of unconstitutional grounds. That's a very fancy sentence, meaning he said some stuff that were was crazy and kind of implied that maybe he had. A, a weird motivation. Well, it didn't. But, he didn't just imply it. He 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 practically stated out loud. We got these crazy Muslims coming here. We got to stop it before we, so we can figure out what the trail. hell is going on. Right. Well, those statements were used in the court case. Well, right. But what the court said is, yes, that happened. But if you can support the law based on the law. That doesn't matter. Okay, There's plenty the... of justification within the law and the stated purpose of the law. If he also said some crazy stuff, you can't rely on that crazy stuff to essentially deny the president powers that he is granted by statute. Yeah. I liked that argument between lawyers. I thought that was interesting. The, the crazy stuff you stay on the campaign trail, does that count toward... You know, your intent or, or any argument about the actual policy, or do you just look at the policy? Right. Says the proclamation is based on legis- legitimate purposes without saying anything about religion. Proclamation is the result of, quote, a worldwide review process by multiple, multiple cabinet agencies. Notes that it doesn't apply to Iraq, one of the largest predominantly Muslim countries in the region. Well, that see, that was the argument on the other side. Under these, if it was a Muslim ban, why did he leave out several very big Muslim countries? Yeah, gigantic Muslim countries, and include you know Venezuela and North Korea and the rest of it. Um, and it was, uh, you know, listen. I know Trump said crazy stuff on the campaign trail, and some of it may have been objectionable to you, but it was clearly countries that have no serious way to document who they're sending us. It's countries in chaos, or countries that have have a stated intent to harm us. That's and what we're going to put a halt on this until we can figure out what the hell is going on. That's right. That's what he said. Under these circumstances, the government has set forth a sufficient national security justification to survive rational basis review. We express no view on the soundness of the policy. Uh, I'll be curious to look into the dissents. What are their headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, we got zero tolerance out, catch, and release back at our southern border. And AT&T's been accused of helping the NSA to spy on Americans. Stories coming up. And I want to talk about this trend for big companies to not allow dating, I'm using my finger quotes, among uh, co-workers. Is that realistic at all? (laughs) I I just don't think it's realistic. Um, So we'll get to that coming up. Or we could talk about Trump for the entire morning. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. the stall get brandon the donkey out again more breaking news what more oh, breaking scotus news 
So is this the week the Supreme Court releases their uh, their opinions and heads for the hills? Well, yeah, exactly. Last week and then this week, yeah. and now it's a yoink, we're outie. Yeah. yeah. State law, California state law, requiring crisis pregnancy centers to supply women with information about abortion likely violates the First Amendment. The Supreme Court ruled Tuesday in yet another 5-4 to four vote. It uh, concerned a California law that requires centers operating by opponents of abortion to bribe women uh, about the availability of abortions and also uh, post notices that free or low-cost abortion, contraception, and prenatal care are available to low-income women through public programs and to provide the phone number for more information. So what is this, like four, five, four decisions in a row? Something like that. That went the direction that I wanted them to go. Um... Uh, how many of them did Gorsuch, was he in the majority on? In other words, would this have gone the other way if Hillary had won and appointed a Supreme Court justice? Yeah, what's his name? I don't know, because he was a pretty moderate guy. Um, I haven't looked at the count on this. Did Gorsuch vote with the majority on all, most of these decisions? These I five, believe four decisions? so, yes. So they could have gone well, five, except, four? Except yeah. the, the, the uh, search warrant privacy mm-hmm. cell phone right. records one, which the conservatives were in the uh, minority. Right. But so on several of these, it would have gone the other direction if Hillary yeah. won it. It's, it's you possible. Know, yeah. it, it matters. Let's get to the news now with Marsha Phillips. And along with that, the Supreme Court, as we've told you, has upheld President Trump's ban on travel from several countries, rejecting a challenge that it discriminated against Muslims or exceeded his authority. This was one of the first, Donald Trump is a racist tyrant, he needs to be impeached today, kerfuffles in right. the Trump presidency. Ah, the, I remember it well. That the Supreme Court has now said, he's fine, he can do that. It's interesting. I started to read a, one of the dissents, and uh, and they were essentially saying, no, no, it was about Muslims. And the majority said, no, it's about national security. So it's just a disagreement over the real motivation behind it. I like it when the really wordy, complicated right. Supreme Court reasoning gets down to most of the cable news arguments you've seen. It's, it's very similar. They yeah. just use bigger words. As uh, Joe was mentioning, the administration was arguing that this version of the travel ban was imposed only after the administration surveyed more than 200 countries for their effectiveness in providing information about the backgrounds of visa applicants and their success in fighting terrorism. Look, I concede that Donald Trump has said some overly broad stuff about Muslims, Muslim countries. Um, But the fact that there were non-Muslim countries included and several gigantic Muslim countries not included... You just your argument doesn't hold any water. We got a couple of texts. One, did does any Supreme Court justice refer to s hole countries, <laughs> which would be hilarious? And two, spitholes. Um, uh, they're right. Get ready for some presidential tweets. I'm surprised they haven't hit already. Stand by. He's going to be uh, excited about this decision. Indeed. Meanwhile, zero tolerance on hold, catch, and release back in effect at the U.S.-Mexico border as U.S. Customs and Border Protection announces it will no longer be recommending prosecution for people who illegally cross the border with children. This is from the agency's commissioner who says the executive order Trump signed last week to stop the child separations required a temporary stop to prosecuting parents and guardians with children, unless they had a criminal history or the child's welfare was in question. Did you see the 60 Minutes feature on uh, human smuggling yes. across the border, the professional smugglers, the yep. cartels, etc.? It's absolutely horrible what happens on a human level, just absolutely terrible. 
But I thought it was at least a little bit interesting, folks, that many, many, many thousands of people from Central America, Mexico, etc., they send their children without them. They they separate from their child right. to get their child into the country. I mean, it's, it's you know worth at least worth keeping in mind. That doesn't mean I'm in favor of what the Trump administration was doing, but. And we've gotten word from a guy who works at a Mexican orphanage that people borrow each other's children's for public children's. Listen to me for public <laughs> services all the time. Right. So okay, AT and T is being accused of helping the National Security Agency collect data for spying purposes. In an exclusive report from the Intercept, the telecommunications giant is charged with allowing the NSA to have eight peering hubs. To look at internet traffic through a project called Fairview. A former AT&T technician said the NSA can collect data from AT&T and other companies' networks. The uh, hubs, described as windowless skyscrapers, are reportedly in Los Angeles, San Francisco, Seattle, Washington, D.C., and a number of other cities around the U.S. And what do they do? They uh, they are going through information and data in those areas. They are able to look at what is being transmitted, and they're collecting it, apparently. So AT&T has invited them in? AT&T says the company is required by law to give information to the government by complying with court orders and subpoenas. Conversely, NSA documents cheer AT&T's extreme willingness to help. Thing is, the information being collected and shared with the NSA is not restricted to AT&T customers. So the collection of data continues. And we've got actress Heather Locklear doing all right after ambulances had to rush out to our house after she uh, reportedly uh, OD'd. TMZ reports that uh, she's been hospitalized in stable condition. She got taken to jail. She got out on bail. She was supposed to go to a detox facility. She instead went home for a while. And that's when apparently she overdosed, so they called out the ambulances. She's back in the hospital. That's hot girls, we have problems too. We're just like you, except that we're hot. So she's got, mm. you know, she's got her own problem. Well said. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. There you go. Are you following that uh, that poor son of a gun who was murdered while camping with his daughters? Malibu no. Creek State no. Park. No. And it looks. I don't know. It's kind of looking like some maniac was just going around shooting at people or shooting into cars and tents. And Somebody came into the tent and shot him while they were camping? Well, or shot him through the tent. Um, but there now a gal has, has discovered bullet holes in her car that was camping in the area. God, that's an ugly world. I, don't, I shouldn't have brought it up. I don't like that story. Uh, Trump has just tweeted, Supreme Court upholds Trump travel ban. Wow! That's his first tweet there on you it. Go. Sure well very... said, Mr. President. Wow, indeed. That's a pretty good ruling for him, because if it had gone the other way, oh my God. Oh my God, the media have gone crazy. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of, nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Just finished the 
the third Harry Potter book with my eight-year-old last night. That's my favorite. Yeah, that's your favorite? Yeah. You can remember a favorite. That's interesting. Oh, absolutely. Stood yeah. out as a favorite. Well, I've seen, I've read, I think, all the books How at many least are? once or twice and seen all the movies multiple times. How many are there? Seven? We finished the... Seven s- books. We'd watched the second movie over the weekend and finished the third book. Anyway, I just noticed there's new 20th anniversary editions out. I didn't realize it was 20 years old. Wow. And well, yeah, that makes you're, sense. Yeah. You're into classic status at the point that you're 20 years old. 20 years out, people are still buying and reading and watching and stuff. Absolutely. God dang, how much money did she make off of that? Anyway, one of the things... $100,000. One of the things that stands out to me is how much more violent and, 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 and scary and everything those are than I think a lot of modern parenting would tell you is okay for kids. Yeah, I'll take your word on that. Is, uh, you know, I haven't had little kids in my house for a while, yeah. and we regularly watched uh, slasher movies, right? Uh, LiveLeak.com executions, uh, all the, beheadings, all the Saw movies. Barbaric! All, oh, please. Saw 1, 2, and 3 for, oh, for when their kids were little. When they turned 5, it was time to watch Saw. That's right. Uh, right. I, oh, I love, uh, yeah, that's the one with uh, Sirius Black and uh, what's his name? The actor? The, the guy who says his lines. Yeah, that guy. He's good. <laughs> The great actor. What's Branna. his name? Oh, well, we just watched Gary the second Oldman. movie. Yeah. So we haven't yeah. watched the third. We've read the third book, watched the second movie. Yeah, Gary Oldman is fantastic. Is it in the Sirius third movie? Black. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll look forward to that. Yeah. Uh, so a couple of things we'll get to eventually, if we can, what China is up to buying up ports around the world. China. Uh, the uh, big uh, anti-opioid thing Congress passed. I re- haven't heard anything about it. I don't know. Maybe if Trump yelled at somebody, they'd report on it. Uh, and also, uh, the the welfare state, the cradle to grave welfare state in Sweden, is starting to crumble. Swedes are questioning whether it's going to work anymore, and and the uh, the numbers are starting to not add up. So we'll get to that. Speaking of numbers not adding up, this is addressed to everyone who does not live in a major Western urban center. Can you imagine making one hundred and seventeen k plus a year? Wouldn't that be great? Well, this is from the uh, SF Gate, which is the website of the San Francisco Chironicle. The Bay Area is now so expensive, earning 117.4 a year qualifies you as low income wow. in some counties. Wow. Every year, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development releases income limits, minimum income level required to qualify for some affordable housing programs, taxpayer subsidized housing. You can make almost 120 gur a year and be low income and qualify for government subsidized housing, taxpayer subsidized housing. San Francisco, San Mateo, and Marin counties. Very low income is 70, 73,300. You are eating your own shoes. You are foraging <laughs> for rats. You you are stealing to survive. You're eating your own toenail clippings if you're making 73.3. And income limits in some Bay Area cities, and keep in mind now, this is under the Trump administration, which presumably isn't quite as givey outy as maybe the Obama people. Income limits in some Bay Area cities increased by 10% just in the last year. In May, the median home price in the Bay Area hit a record high at 935 GER. 
just for fun, I was looking at, I, I look at real estate a lot. I don't even know why. I just, it amuses me. And I was comparing real estate in various parts of the country, some pretty significant sized cities and metro areas, really nice people, or places rather, um, as compared to, for instance, Palo Alto at the in the heart of Silicon Valley, where, you know, $1.6 million to get you 1,400 square foot house with a couple of bedrooms and a bath. million. People listening all over the country are thinking, shut up, Getty. You're making this stuff up. I'm telling you, go on Zillow. Go on Zillow. Look at Palo Alto, Cupertino. It's just insane. And the high cost of living likely accounts for what some perceive to be the Bay Area exodus. Uh, Multiple uh, surveys and uh, studies implied that uh, many people are leaving or at least thinking about leaving. Real estate site Redfin determined the Bay Area as the top region for outward migration in the nation by analyzing where people were searching for their homes. You know, there was a piece yesterday. Uh, did we? I just oh, I just tweeted about it that the waiterless restaurant, and I'm not talking about your McDonald's, but like good restaurants that have really nice food. So Burger King, you go. They're flame broiled, Jack. Exactly. You get your plates. And your cups and your 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 uh, silverware and the rest of it, you put it on the table. You fill your water glass, etc. You sit down. They bring you your food once you go to the counter and order it. But this is like fine dining places because they can't afford uh, waiters and waitresses and servers. I guess we call them these days anymore. Partly because it's so freaking expensive. How is server a step up in what you're called from waiter? I like servant. Server, yeah, well, server sounds closer to servant, which is not. Well, right. Waiter became, waiter and waitress became server, so it was, so you didn't, like, say, it's a girl. Oh, okay, I see. It's, it's but, gender neutral. But okay. now, girl actresses just call themselves actors. Mm-hmm. So we need to go back to waiter, because I want you to wait upon me. But anyway, it's so damned expensive to live. Well, why would it be wrong if you call guys waiters and girls waitresses anyway? I mean, what? I don't. I don't understand why that's a problem. Oh, it's it's terribly sexist. It's it's hateful. In what it's way? Misogynist. Well, you're you're singling them out as a female doing the job, and you're singling them out as a male doing a job. You're singling out both as doing a job. You're just calling one a man, one a woman. I think it's all stupid. <laughs> I'm just trying to remember what the arguments are. I guarantee it comes down to like it, when companies make their employee handbooks. Now they don't have to say in any waiter and or waitress who works. Oh in, right. right, this right. Is, yeah, this is uh, yeah, gotcha. to save ink. Yeah. <laughs> Now you say associates or team members, because right. that fools them into thinking you give a crap about them. <laughs> and they're not customers. Stupid they're employees. They're, yeah, That's they're right. Not yeah. customers, guests. Good one. You really think yeah. that name word game works on anybody? All right. So anyway, uh, analysts, business analysts are saying you got two things uh, working there with the restaurant deal. Number one, obviously, if you're making uh, waitress money, it's tough to live in a place where you got to make 120 grr to not be getting government subsidies. And that's $56 an hour, by the way. I was figuring it out. It's tough to make that as a waiter and or waitress. Yep. Or a waiter girl, as I prefer to call them. Um, (laughs) And the other thing is, obviously, the minimal wage. I just call them all hun. uh, (laughs) Can I get some more coffee, hun? Uh, You know, that's weird. What was I doing the other day? Oh, I was talking to a title company. Real estate uh, transaction, don't you know? And uh, the gal on the phone kept calling me. Was it Hun or Sweetie or Darlin or something like that? And it was at once 
charmingly uh, antiquated and odd. You didn't call her sugar teas, did you? I was tempted to give it right back to her to see how it would go. Mm. But then I thought, well, there's no upside to that. But I was seriously, I, I, I was going to call her honey as I hung up because it, it was weird. Anyway, uh, the other side of it is that with uh, minimum wage at 15 bucks an hour in your very super progressive enclaves, restaurants are saying, well, that's it. I can't, I can't pay you 15 an hour. I don't make that much. You're not worth that. You can't possibly bring me $15 an, uh, an hour in value and sling an ash. So get, get. Well, I've had this breakdown in front of me for a long time of what it takes to be the top, to be a one percenter in each state. And it yes. varies quite a bit by state. The most expensive state is Connecticut. Mm. That's where all your rich New Yorkers go. It's a giant bedroom community for uh, Manhattan. You have to make $659,000 a year to be a one percenter in Connecticut. Woof! Whereas in New Mexico... Yes, that's where I'm going. 231 will get you there. So you make $231,000 a year, or a household income of $231,000, and you'd be a one percenter household. Um, in West and, Virginia, you have to make eight bucks an hour. So it varies I a can. lot. That was a shot at West Virginia. For Why no would I kick them while they're down? I don't know. That's the weakness of character. It's sick. I need help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we could hear some more Trump from his rally, I suppose. He said funny things. They're yeah. even political, really. There's more fallout from the Red Hen, Sarah Sanders, Maxine Waters thingy. Sean Spicer's got a new gig. He's going to have a talk show. Oh, yes. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.